0: Time parameters. Nine minutes.
1: Hello and welcome to the DS9 Minute, the green shirt minicast, which explores an episode of DS9 in less time than it takes to soften keterpod roots. I am Cameron, and with me, equally as innocent in the ways of DS9 as we are in the uses of self-sealing stem bolts, Rob Campbell. Mmm roots. And with us, those who have been battered and gnarled by DS9 until it turned them nasty. Miss Bobby Blue.
2: Hello, I'm a nasty old gnarly tree. Smoke (laughs) me.
1: (laughs) Just like (laughs) Janet Jackson. Yeah. And producer John T. Bolts.
0: The nice thing about being a podcaster is you can just make up any story you want and people eat it up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this week we watch progress. Producer John, let's get cooking. Here we go uh unlike next generation suspicions it makes sense that they'd be using a man runabout to scan the moon because probes and satellites are less available on bajor after decades of war
2: okay mm. uh old man i forget his name never took the chance to learn how to pronounce it so you say uh Kara, you're halfway to pretty well you know what old man you're halfway to dead so fuck off
1: will <laughs> pass halfway.
3: uh i'll say something about Mullabok. just that i trying to figure out the whole time where i knew him from and i guess it must be the dad from parent trap must be where i recognize yep. him
1: from uh,
3: yeah he's from a, from a lot, lot of what? stuff i know that's him yeah i just don't oh, know if i
2: i take it back old man
1: escape from Witch mountain he was in that
3: <gasps> oh i like, take it all back
2: now
1: ton of the old disney stuff. and he was totally yeah. i mean i also he was
3: trying to get canceled bobby i think you know it was she was onto it though i mean you know and now yeah yeah he was trying to be his worst <laughs> yeah
1: uh well, this isn't a real complaint, but it is interesting that this uh fertile enough Class M moon only had forty people living on it. Like we have seen people settle much more hostile environments than
0: this place. Yeah, yeah. Uh I kept waiting for another Kira to show up, but with a with a British accent to uh conspire with major kira to get the old man off the moon and you know, trick him into doing it. It was a parent trap joke, just like yeah. You know. oh. <laughs> oh I see. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh I uh to Cam, I thought it was forty seven other inhabitants, yeah. but anyways, forty years with two mutes and forty seven inhabitants, anyways, or forty it sounds incredibly fucking boring Jesus <laughs> no wonder his house looks no wonder his house looks so good,
3: yeah, well, since we're talking about that there's just him and the other two right they're the last holdouts. Um and I understand some like libertarian not giving up their childhood home to build an outlet mall, but being one of three people <laughs> preventing an energy producing super station, that's some white privilege or pejorative privilege. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... Fair. Oh,
1: yeah. Um DS9 has been really good at using like the seemingly random, comedic, cold open hijinks to set up the episode. I like, you know, like Kira's revulsion at Morn in the beginning. And you think that's just some funny stuff. And you're like, oh no, she's about to form this like real bond with this other old cranky dude. So good stuff. Good for you, DS9. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Um, Caterpods and chlorobicrobes are only a good mix in an arid environment. In more humid locations, you need to use uh, quadrigemaceous dirt and some non replicated compost.
2: Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I just want to say, so this is the episode that's Bajoran eminent domain, right? And also, yeah. what a fucking weird law! I still think it's ethically kind of fucked up. I've never, seen, I've never, I've never seen really eminent. Well, that's not true. Well, You've see, it's, it's
0: about the needs of the many outweighing the needs of the few. So, I've really, heard that Star Trek is understand. all about eminent domain. <laughs> I'm gonna combine these.
3: True. I'm gonna combine these two uh, non-thoughts. Uh, check out those space travels and. Uh also it looks like the space farmers live on f- in Fraggle Rock. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh let's see. Uh oh my god, I love the the weird random alien captain that's given off vibes like he's a Klingon sloth. Yeah. That alien like yeah. Who, who had the most extensive makeup for just like 10 seconds of screen time. And why did
0: we get to see that captain? Is because I love the no Noj Consortium story. I wish the story mm. had been broken across 3 or 4 episodes as kind of Ooh. a coming of age for Ooh. Nog with like uh, Quark getting involved and teaching him about about trade and opportunity and stuff like that. I love mm-hmm. this story.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting because I think like if if even if it was your first time around trying to barter or, like make some money, wouldn't you have asked the computer for some kind of background information on self sealing stem bolt <laughs> bolts prior? Damn it! You stole then using mind them as a bargaining chip. <laughs> I mean, God, that's pretty lame.
3: What do you think the equivalent of Yomok sauce is like a Heinz 57 or a Szechuan sauce? Mm. I think it's probably ketchup mixed with mayo or possibly
1: just a thousand island.
0: Uh mm. it's not fry sauce, it's hoisin sauce,
1: yeah. Uh Worcestershire <laughs> cuz it's equally as hard to pronounce. It's probably
2: go. sriracha, you know. Oh uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, it's apparently unpopular with other with other people. I agree, John. Uh, I was utterly charmed by the Nog Jake subplot, especially the O'Brien scene which it was just played so expertly written and
0: performed. I loved everything about that scene. Yep. Yep. Uh, Let's see. Bobby stole that note. Kira is getting better at (laughs) diplomacy. It's really good growth episode for her. Like She has a Mm -hmm. problem being on the side of bureaucracy, but still ultimately ends up servicing it and Mm -hmm. tries to do her best, but does what she has to to save a life.
2: Well, to go to the Jake Nog subplot, I think it's a fucking weird juxtaposition, and I don't think it works at all.
0: <laughs> Especially
2: with a plot that actually kind of unifies Kira as a character. You don't need like then this like two children story happening behind it. I don't. I don't think they work together. I don't think they're parallel enough. I find it quite disjointed, actually.
3: Cisco telling Bashir what to say is uh, is major Trump energy to me. It's like when he told his doctor, oh. like, the whole, like, <laughs> I could state unequivocally with the healthiest. He'll be the healthiest individual ever elected to the presidency. He said all of his test results were positive, which is OK. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, let's see. Uh, cracking the moon apart. That's what I said to Rob's mom last
0: night. What? Wait, oh. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> Why sorry. Why did you say that? I don't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I disagree, Rob. I really like how it shows how different a leader Cisco is than Picard just be like, I could give you, you know, Picard would be ripping Bashir a new one right now morally, but Cisco's P- like, make it work. Make it official and on the record, and then we will move on to the next important thing.
2: Totally agree, John. I love how Cisco bends the rules more than any other Star Trek captain I can think of besides maybe Shatner in a way, but... I mean, I love how he he just the rules, but he's also kind of in the wild, wild west, so he has to, right?
3: Yeah, uh, I I do want to backtrack. I mean, that, I I said that, but also I think it, this was a very good Cisco and Kira episode for um, them being good people slash coworkers. Uh, mm-hmm. I yeah, he did the right thing, obviously. I just.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't know if this was intentional, but I love that like I felt like there's some subtext under the old dude's kind of bravado and sureness that like, yeah, he set out the war. He ran away, and maybe that like regret and shame is why he's sticking to his guns this
0: time. Uh
1: I I really like both subplots. I like I, I really like this episode all around.
0: Yeah. Uh, folksy stories or not, that is some pure dog shit mortar work on those kiln tiles <laughs> of these places. <laughs> and that just, poor mixing, poor spreading, not enough mortar used. yeah, bad, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: s- speaking of the old man, I don't really like it that he kind of starts off with this creepy, curmudgeon-y, like, misogynistic character, I think it would have been better to keep that tension alive and then Kira still like saves him and is conflicted instead of that's my grandpapa and I must do whatever I can to save him in his kiln or destroy the kiln <laughs> and save him. Like I think it would have been better if they kept him uh rougher.
3: Yeah. Uh speaking of Malabak, do you think he is do you think he's trying to prevent the destruction of the moon or is he committing suicide or does he not care either way how it goes down? Like do you think he's trying to hmm. halt it? Or just die?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't. I think he's just doesn't care. <laughs> he's what is? What do you think? I think? Yeah, I think he's just trying to die. Like he's like, okay, I guess this is how I die. Yeah, he okay, spent forty yeah.
2: years like building that sick ass house. I mean, maybe sometimes you're like, this is it. I I'd, I'd rather be here. <laughs> it's like the people that don't leave like a volcano explosion or something. They're like, I will just stay here and die. I mean, it's pretty hardcore. Do
1: do we do we know the exchange rate on Latinum? No. No. Uh, Well, we do hear, I mean, we get a hint here because obviously five gold bars is the equivalent to whatever the newest gaming system is because holy shit was Nog really focused on five gold bars of Latin. (laughs) I think he wanted the new PlayStation 87.
0: Yeah. Good point. Uh, Molbach is a pretty capable dude. No doubt. No matter how much bluster, it's too bad he built his house out of the most flammable materials (laughs) ever discovered. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I this is nothing to do with the show, but I always keep wondering is like for the actor Aaron Eisenberg who plays Nog, is it weird to always like about out all your scenes with like this fourteen year old actor <laughs> no, who's like no, three no, no. times your height? I mean, yeah. is it like weird to be like twenty, whatever he is? And <laughs> I don't know, it's weird.
3: I forgot. I know we're meant to have complicated feelings about the plot, but watching Kira go full Viking slash pirate slash early American against the Native Americans <laughs> on the you know, like torching the village—yeesh—it's a little weird weird to cheer for.
1: Uh, well, to so that point, in John's arbitrary arson is my new band name. I love how like she was very careful to just like hit very specific spots in the house. <laughs> mm.
2: It was real flames, though.
1: All right, three, two, two one, one, and we're oh.
0: closing.
1: All right, eight eight notes a piece is pretty good, I
0: guess. Luckily, I combined two of mine. Oh, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) And Bobby stole one of mine, so. Yeah.
1: All right, everybody. Well, tune in next week for Timescape on Green Shirts. And uh, we're getting close to the end of season six. Like we've said, we're going to hit a bunch of DS9s in a row once we finish up uh, Descent Part 1, the season six finale. So look for a few DS9 minutes in a row. And then we'll jump into season seven, TNG, season two, DS9. All right.
2: That's right. That's right
0: enjoy your roots enjoy your roots (laughs) yeah get out there and hammer your caterpods. spread those
2: moons spread those moons that's right (laughs) don't
0: forget to boil those for
1: three hours just (laughs) suck all the life-giving energy out of your moon
0: yes
2: bye